You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You say you'll never join the Navy. That you never track storms brewing in the Atlantic. And skydiving could never be part of your community. You'd never climb Mount Fuji on a port visit. Or fly so fast, you break the sound barrier. Joining the Navy sounds crazy. Saying never actually is. Start your journey at Navy.com. America's Navy, forged by the sea. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. The premier HVAC company in the Midlands is growing. Are you a top HVAC technician? AAA Heating and Air is looking for dedicated applicants to fill their fast-growing service department with top-notch HVAC technicians. If you're the best, then they want you. If you're ready to stop working and start a career, you can earn up to $100,000 a year at AAA Heating and Air. Quality candidates will have at least two years' experience and a good driving record. Benefits include top industry salaries, commission on service and unit sales, set call limits, company-provided take-home vehicle and gas card, company-provided cell phone and tablet, health, dental, and vision benefits, 401k retirement plan with company match, and scaled PTO based on length of service. Contact Roy and Dana Finley at 803-677-1500 or check out their job postings on Facebook or ZipRecruiter. Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. And it is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour on 107.5 The Game. Tyler and Preston still here with you. Wes and Chris just jumping in the studio. Morning, guys. How's it going? It's going well. Glad to be here. We, uh, we were out there just yapping away. And uh, decided to come on into the studio. Thanks for the heads up, Preston. Yeah, yeah Preston, Preston was like, guys, we're, we're doing a radio <laughs> yeah, show, I right? Say, I, I looked out the window. I didn't see him. I was like, hey, Preston, did they say anything about being late? And he <laughs> just did. pointed. I was like, he's like, they're out there. I was like, oh. I had to oh. get on the bullpen phone. It's like, <laughs> hey, what's, what's going on? Are they warm yet? Are they ready to go? We were, we were solving the world's problems. Mm-hmm. So. And how'd that go? Uh, still working on it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're good, good enough. Yeah. Y'all remember when, uh, by the way, uh, we're already on a first tangent of the day, Let's one go. minute in. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember that clip that went around social media where it looked, it might have been fake, but those dudes that were like sitting at the frat house like hacked the bullpen phone? No. So they were I sitting around. That, but... All right. So they're, they're sitting around, they're showing them. This is several years ago. I think it was like, like maybe a college baseball game. There's all these dudes sitting around. And so you can see them sitting there, and then you see the TV they're watching. It's like, I don't know, Texas playing baseball or something on TV. And the dude picks up the phone, and he's like, you see him dialing? And then the dude picks up the the bullpen coach, like the pitching coach goes and picks up the phone and answers it. And the dude is like, give me so-and-so. And And you see him (laughs) hang up and call for somebody. (laughs) It might have been fake, but it was amazing. The the whole premise of that is it started with, Dude sitting around. Anytime yeah. dude sitting around, it ha- is going. It's going bad after dangerous. that. Dangerous. 
It's a yes. dangerous game you're playing after that. Frat dudes sitting around. I, to be I, yeah, particularly, but dudes sitting around is gonna be it's gonna go wrong. I've offended someone by saying frat, but Sorry. it's okay. <laughs> really? Is that an offensive term? Oh yeah, yeah. Fraternity. I already regret bringing that up. Whoops, <laughs> Tyler. Give us a topic. Save us. Yeah. Help. help. Uh, it's, two minutes, it's two minutes in. We're already off the rails. <laughs> yeah, what, what are we talking about today, Tyler? I feel like, um, you know, you kind of look back sometimes and you just cringe at yourself. When um, when I, I remember when I was like in high school and I guess was on AOL Instant Messenger back in the day and I was trying to learn how to talk to girls and it's like, what do yeah. you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? And I'm like. That is a terrible way to start a conversation. What do you uh, want to talk about? What do you hey, want to talk about, hey, Tyler? Hey, what's up? LOL, not much. What about you? We've all been there. <laughs> Away message. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, we, me and uh, Preston wrapped up the last hour just kind of talking about we had a call. We had a texter on the Fire All Subs text line, 803-404-6100. Uh, just ask about the latest on the Trahan Jeffcoat situation. And Preston and I you know, were just saying uh, up to this point, we know that it's not an academic issue, uh, you know, has something to do with a situation that had him removed from the Missouri team in uh, 2019. He did rejoin the team and uh, obviously is seeking the transfer to South Carolina now. But uh, as far as we know, it is still uh, hung up in the process. Yeah, I think I think that's a pretty good summary, you would say. I, I would add um, it doesn't feel like it's going to work out at South Carolina, at least at this point. Um, you know, you can't predict the future, but, um, you know, we were checking around on that last night. And, you know, I think South Carolina's maybe continued to look at if there are avenues to get him here. Um, however, the people I talked to sort of framed it up like, hey, not looking good for it to happen. So I don't want to, I don't want to report that, hey, it's never happening, but uh, the people I talked with did not seem confident uh they did not seem comfortable in predicting that it's going to happen if that makes sense which is you know i don't know if you can say it's a loss because uh he was never at south carolina but you could certainly when he hit the portal project him to south carolina and start to think he's he's an instant starter i look you know as the transfer portal window closes i look at this roster and i, I say you know, depending on what happens with a couple of guys, I think South Carolina is going to have to continue to hit the portal in the post spring practice window as well. So, taking this specific case, I think it's maybe more interesting if you spread it out a little bit. Is there a path where maybe under recruited or not recruited folks return? back to their base after going away for a few years and things of that nature? Because that's, that's kind of how this was going to end up being because, I don't know, let's maybe even jump in ahead of ourselves. Can you break down, is it Trahan or Trajan? Trajan, Jeff Trajan is how it's always been Is it this or this? It's, no, it's pronounced to me. It's the wrong. <laughs> uh, is Trajan Jeffcoat, can you break down his story of how he even got here and, and who he is, where he is in relation to the program? Yeah, so he, uh, he was at Irmo High School. Okay. And um, was recruited but not offered by the previous staff at South Carolina. And um, I think that's an important distinction. Like, they, they were very involved. Like, I remember him coming to camp. I even, when it when he first hit the portal, I was Googling, looking back at old stories. And I it was actually one I had written. It was an interview with him. And 
he was talking about how excited he was to camp at South Carolina and that it had been indicated to him like, hey, you know, if it goes well at camp, you got a great shot to, to land an offer. And Carolina, uh, I guess, was just never quite completely sold. So he ends up at Missouri. Uh, this is not, he's been there several years. He did have um, a situation there at one point, but then was allowed, I guess, back on the program or in the program that, um, you know, I, I believe is, is an issue now. So if, uh, you know, he hits the portal and then as soon as he hits the portal, South Carolina needs defensive ends or edges or whatever you want to call them within the system you're running. And now, um, you know, they wanted him, he wanted to come back by all indications, but um, it does not appear that the transfer would be allowed is essentially what it is. Uh, now, in every situation, if a guy enters the portal, you ask, uh, you know, is there a path for them to return to the school they were in or at? That really is determined by that particular school and that particular situation. So uh, by rule, yes, most of the time that would be allowed. Really, it comes down to is that coach, you know, I, I feel like the coaches, for the most part, are going to say, look, man, like you, you hit the portal. We started looking for replacements for you. So there are occasions where we've seen guys end up back. Um, you know, I'm sure that depends on how good you are. 100%. Right. And it depends on, hey, do, do we... Or did we find anybody? Did we find anybody? It depends on... Or, uh, how, or how did you leave? Because, I mean, maybe there's some conversation that... Is that probably yeah I was it an amicable breakup yeah. or did you just disappear off mm-hmm. of campus and you know I, I think in in some of these cases like you know a guy Carolina fans are a little bit familiar with Dylan Johnson who um, they are recruiting from Mississippi State he's in the transfer portal uh, but I saw a report from their twenty four seven site that said look Mississippi State is had been actively working to recruit him back to Mississippi State. So I, I think there's a little bit of a, especially if there's a coaching change, like there was in Mississippi State, and obviously, you know, a sudden change there with everything uh, that happened to that community, there was probably a little bit more leeway of like, hey, man, I know, you know, this hit us all in, in you know, different ways. And in the case of, of Dylan, he had already uh, entered the portal uh, before, uh, Leach uh, passed away, but I, I think every situation is a little bit different. So there, there is a mechanism. There's nothing that says you can't return. There's a path, but it, it also every situation is different. You saw some guys playing in bowl games, even though they were going to transfer, even though they'd already said they were transferring. And then Shane Beamer was asked about that, and he essentially said, we had guys asked to play, and we said, Thanks, no thanks. Paraphrasing, of course. That's an interesting. That that wouldn't even cross my mind. I would, hey, coach, I'm leaving, but can I still play? That seems like a it, odd request. And it was interesting that so Jeff could. I think I'm getting this timeline right. He announced one point that he was going back to Missouri for another season, presumably instead of you know trying to NFL ranks or transferring somewhere, whatever it may be. Kind of hard to tell nowadays because we have six-year seniors declare for the draft and things of that nature. But he, he did that, and then I think about 
two days later, two to five days later. Do you know, Wes? I, I don't know. A couple days later. I might go with numbers. He, he, he was in the portal. And um, so from what I've heard, unless something changes pretty drastically, he's probably not going back to Missouri. So that, it, it, will, it will be interesting. Well, some of that could, you know, obviously maybe we don't know, but uh, I was going to say Dave Odom, but that's not correct. But Barry Odom did leave Missouri yeah. uh, to out the UNLV, I believe. Well, so Barry went, Barry went from, he got fired at Missouri and then he was straight to Arkansas or a one that's, year gap yes, as the DC yes. and now head coach of UNLV. So the thing, some people have referenced when Jeff Coat was, Gosh, I don't even know if they call it a suspension. It was basically an announcement that he's not at the university, he's not with the team. Um, and I think that was in the time period or very close to it in the transition from Barry Odom to Eli Drinkwitz, their current head coach. Gotcha. It's a new world with this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's all worth it's all all worth figuring out. Um, as you have guys. Say like uh, Trajan, who was a local, was a local product, and I don't know if, if most, most of the listeners are like me, but sometimes you're just watching the game and you're like, "Oh man, South Carolina, who's that guy?" And some guys you've <laughs> heard of, and some guys you haven't. Do you think there's a possibility that maybe more of those guys will say if they they weren't recruited here that they will return after their careers are, or I don't say the careers are not over, but if their eligibility's up or whatever the case is at the other places that they're playing. Yeah, I think that's going to be a common trend. I mean, uh, look at Joshua Simon, who uh, is from Sumter, was also recruited by the previous staff, but not offered by previous staff. And I think there is a little bit of, um, you know, sometimes guys are, they're they're mad. They're like, hey, I didn't get offered. I'm not going back to you now. But if it's a different staff, too, I think that maybe eases the wounds a little bit there. And, you know, with Simon... He was from Sumter, didn't get an offer, went to Western Kentucky, had a really good career there, and now is getting like towards the end of his career, and it's like, man, I got a chance to go back and play at home. That's something that's hard. That's hard for a guy to pass up and play in the SEC. And and he actually um, he did play in the bowl game at Western Kentucky, right. even though he was already in the portal. So I think that was a situation where it was probably a, uh, a sort of a not a mutual split, split, but an amicable split where they're like, all right, you're going back home. You're you're stepping up to SEC play. It's kind of, I don't know, Western Kentucky coaches, they probably know who they are. Like, you're not an SEC program. <laughs> so this guy's given you, um, you know, what, like four years, four years. Of, his, of his life? And it's like, all right, I, I get it. You, you're pretty good, too. Do you want to help us win this bowl game? That's cool. Other times where it's like, you know, a guy just, you know, maybe tells you he's coming back and then he's, oh, actually, Coach, I'm in there in the portal. All right, man, well, just get your stuff and and roll. You mean kind of like happened at South Carolina with a couple guys? Maybe. You could say that. In theory, yeah. hypothetically. <laughs> I yeah. was just thinking, when you, uh, the idea of coming home, how happy his parents are that now they don't have to drive to West of Kentucky yes. every other week to see him play and they can, was an hour from something, they can just ride on up the road and, like right on, right on up, uh, what is that, 378? 378, yeah. depending on how you want to go. And, uh, you know, they could just come right in and, and see him play. So those are some of the factors that, obviously, when we start, our first thought is, you know, it's playing time and NIL and all that stuff. But how about, man, 
my family can come see me play. You know, that's that, something that that's something that sounds simple, but really meaningful to a lot of players. That that's huge, and I, I think you start getting into um, the the age you are when you're in college, and you start thinking about if you have living grandparents and how old, um, on average, they may be at that time. Um, much easier for grandma to get to Williams Bryce from 45 minutes an hour away versus, um, you know, an eight hour car ride or a flight or something like that. So I, I think I, I noticed that being a factor with guys as well. I, this gets a little bit more big picture. I think if I'm building a program right now, if I'm building a roster, I lean heavier and heavier on in-state guys because I think there is a little bit more loyalty. There's a little bit more pull to a guy staying home and waiting it out if I'm not playing my first year, second year on campus. And this is just a theory, but I think if I have a similar talent as far as my evaluation goes, two guys pretty similar in talent, play the same position, maybe the in-state guy's even a half of a step below I may be considered taking the in-state guy because NIL and portal-wise, there's always going to be this pull to for guys to leave a program if they're not playing right away. So if, if I've recruited a guy and he's from 10 hours away, maybe his home state school is the one going, hey, man, you know, you can come home and you can play in front of grandma. I, I think for me, if I'm building, I'm, I'm leaning heavier and heavier into building the like depth of my roster with in-state guys. Makes a lot of sense. And, you know, with the transfer portal, so there's kind of a little bit of a, of a counter to that for some of these college coaches. In the past, you may have a couple slots left at the end of your recruiting class, or you may have been kind of evaluating a guy like a Trajan Jeffcoat towards the end of the process, but there's this kind of... Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. There's almost kind of this temptation to say, ooh, the portal, you know, and um, for a guy that can help you maybe more quickly or you've actually seen his college tape as opposed to a high school kid, which, you know, there's some sure things, but not many, you know, out of the high school level. And so you may be weighing that, you know, building in-state, which Shane Beamer said he wants to do versus also having and needing to go to the portal, which is a very smart strategy, which they've also done. And so it's always about balancing those things. And I think, look, that then leads, I think, even more to a guy in this day and age like a Josh Simon kind of falling through the cracks, ending up at another school, and then the cycle kind of going in the opposite direction when in three years, South Carolina, Clemson doesn't get as involved in the portal, certainly, but South Carolina and others looking at a guy and saying, you know, hey, let's, let's take another look at this guy. We didn't get him out of high school, but let's, let's uh, take him now. By the way, I have, I might say it on the other side. I'll talk about it with Wes. My Josh Simon story, you know what I'm talking about? No. When I, when I interviewed him? Oh, yes. I yeah, think yeah, I need yeah, to tell yeah. that. No, that's good. Other. That's, uh, I feel like that's a great tease. It is a good tease. That is the perfect tease as we get set to head into our first time out of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 
That's Wes Chris. I'm Tyler. He's Preston. Makes a little sports analysis, pop culture, and great interviews. And you've got the Rich Eisen Show podcast. Daniel Jeremiah here in the Prospect Stock Watch. You look at the draft order. Who, who are you hearing first overall? To me, Bryce Young. I don't think he's for every team. I like the fact he could go to Houston and play in a dome. It's warm weather road games for the most part. That's an ideal environment for him. People ask for comparisons, and I said, yeah, if you left Aaron Rodgers in the dryer too long, you get Bryce Young. <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show podcast, wherever you listen. Is your 2023 starting without a bang? Has yawning become your dominant characteristic? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E. But Planet Fitness has the cure. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month. Offer extended through January 19th. See Home Club for details. 1075 Broadcasting live from the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. This is 1075 The Game. Discover Herndon certified. Herndon Chevrolet's premier used car warranty. Shop with complete confidence knowing Herndon Chevrolet has got you covered. Stop by or shop online today and see why Herndon Chevrolet makes you smile. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Back in on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Tyler Preston, Wes, and Chris along with you. And now we're going to see if Wes and Chris can pay off their tees from, a, from before the commercial break. Yeah, and before I do that, I'm going to tease it even further. Want to tell the fine folks, fine listeners about our friends, Michael and Nathan at Integrated Media. You can learn more about all of their audio, visual, and home services at Integrated Media Inc. That's integratedmediainc.com or give them a call at 948 8327. They've been to my home several times. Give them a call or go to their website and see what they can do for you. They specialize in smart home installation services right here in the Midlands. You can sign up on their website for their email list to get their latest deals, offers, and tips. They can really do anything at your home from an audiovisual standpoint, whether you just need something as simple as a TV mounted, need help picking out a TV, need a new sound bar, or if you want to do an entire home theater solution, security and cameras, control everything in your home, your lights, your security, TV, your thermostat, from your smartphone, they make it easy. If you don't know what you want to do, if you just look around your house and say, this isn't good enough, I need more, give Michael and Nathan and his team at Integrated Media a call. Again, that's 803-948-8327. Wes, to, to kind of put you on the spot, it, can you think of a time where you've called a recruit to do an interview and he's just been doing something kind of strange or off the wall? Like I, like I think of uh, when we brought in Stone Blanton last year, yeah, well, I don't, I don't have another answer, so let me give that answer. Um, <laughs> that's the one I thought that's of. That's the one I instantly thought of. We were on air uh, with Bill Gunner, actually, <laughs> National Sign Bill Day. Bill hilarious. And Bill's like, Stone, what, what are you doing, man? And <laughs> dude just teeing off, basically. <laughs> and it was like he'd answer, and then he'd just stop, and then you'd hear that distinct noise of a swing. <laughs> and a go- Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> and a golf shot. And then you'd hear him. Maybe curse a little bit about where the ball went. Not really. Not but, really. Um, yeah, that, that's instantly what came to mind. But Bill, like, asked his question, all right, why did you sign with South Carolina? <laughs> what are you doing? I think he asked him if he's lifting weights or something. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm just playing golf. 
Boy, I've never seen Stone hit a golf ball. It probably goes very, very far. Yes. Form, you know, baseball player, all that stuff. He can probably stroke it. So the reason I asked, I teased the Josh Simon story. So Wes and I know basically that Josh Simon is coming to South Carolina. And so we're just kind of trying to get like that last, like verify 100% that it's happening because, you know, we knew he went on his official visit, but the following week or maybe the even the week after that, you're like, okay, it, is, he, <laughs> is he coming to campus? Has he signed the financial aid agreement? Like, what's the deal? So I'll, I'll take a flyer and call him. And so I call him and he picks up. And he's like yelling and all this stuff. I'm like he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm uh, I'm hunting rabbits <laughs> <laughs> with my family. Hunting rabbits. So he was he was back home somewhere, I guess in Sumter or maybe at a hunt club or something. He was hunting rabbits, and I'm like, hunting rabbits. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, you can hear like these walkie talkies going off in the background. He's like yelling at somebody on a walkie talkie. You can hear him coming back. So he's trying to like. He's trying to be polite and, like, talk to me, but he's also, like, very distracted. And I'm like, all right, what are y'all, like, I've got to ask, why are you rabbit hunting right now? Like, are you are you cooking the rabbits? Like, oh, no, 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 we're trying to fill an order. So, okay, I guess there's some kind of, maybe it's a family business. Maybe he's a head, like a contract killer. <laughs> I don't know, of the rabbits. Um, so, anyway, I talked to him for a second. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you get back to that. Are you implying there's hit men for rabbits? Well, apparently, like if I, I, need, I, I need, just, need a rabbit gone, he, I'd make a call I'd, and they'll be gone. I'm just going off of what our man Josh said. He was filling an order. According to sources. Know, I don't know who gave the order. <laughs> filling, a, filling an order. There's some kind of dawn of rabbit hunting. I was going to say, I, I immediately went to like Goodfellas. Yeah. Like, that's uh, how I imagine it. You know, going to whack that rabbit. Instead <laughs> of like shipping cigarettes illegally, it's killing rabbits in uh, Sumter. But. <laughs> rabbit hunting in Crestwood, that seems very on brand, so <laughs> yeah. it's it's fair. When I'm he said you. it, like I was a little bit shocked because I'm like, this is a little different. Uh never done an interview while somebody's rabbit hunting. But then I thought about it and I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah, I got it. Makes sense. That's fair. You do this long enough, you never you never know what you're yes. gonna hear or see. Yeah. We've we've seen and heard some things in person, over the phone. I know you've heard some things over the phone. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, just just imagine the things the recruits didn't tell you they were doing while you were talking to them that you weren't aware of. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. One of the other best ones was um, th- this tweet like went viral. Remember our guy Rob Cassidy at Rivals West who covers basketball for them now, but he did football back in the day. And Najee Harris, who played at Bama and now I'm sure in the league, he was from California, I think. So Najee went out and visited UCLA when Jim Mora Jr. was the uh, was the head coach out there. And so randomly, Rob one day, I think he was responsible. Najee Harris did something in a game or something like that. And so Rob was like, you know, r- one time I interviewed Najee Harris, and he told me that Jim Mora Jr. told him he knew who killed Tupac. And I've never <laughs> stopped thinking about that. <laughs> That's a heck of a recruiting tool. Uh, let me tell you something. If you come here, son, I could give you some <laughs> hidden knowledge. It's just so you random. Never know. <laughs> it didn't Jim work. Jr. Didn't work out. Jim Moore Jr. plugged in <laughs> to the streets. <laughs> yeah. now, it create points for creativity. I guess. I guess. Maybe he does know. I don't know. 
Mm. Brand number two. Yeah, I have now. I'm, I'm going to remove myself. No, no, from no. The you're studio. good. This is, this is this two is, this uh, is. two segments and two complete derailings by me. Well, uh, we'll, re- we'll regroup in this timeout. How does that sound? That sounds regroup. Good. We're going to make Needed. a half half time <laughs> adjustment. We're taking a timeout. That, yes, we're making half time adjustments that don't exist according to Preston and Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton Manning says. That it's a myth. We can come back and We're, talk I about it. I want to talk about yep. it. Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll have the clip on the other side of the break. You're listening to Gamecock Central Takeover Hour on 107.5. You say you'll never join the Navy. That living on a submarine would be too hard. You'd never power a whole ship with nuclear energy. Never bring a patient back to life. Yeah. Or play the national anthem for a sold-out crowd. Joining the Navy sounds crazy. Saying never actually is. Start your journey at Navy.com. America's Navy, forged by the sea. The game. Glad you did. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Coming out of halftime, all those halftime adjustments... It really paid off right there that, I don't know about you, I, I don't ever made a halftime adjustment in my entire 18-year career. I think it's the biggest myth in football, the halftime adjustments, right? You go in, yeah, but you, eat, you use the restroom, you eat a couple of oranges, and then the head coach says, all right, let's go. Yeah, no question. I mean, you're in there for like three minutes. Yeah, so. There's no time. And that was Peyton and Eli Manning on Monday Night Football during the uh, Cowboys and Bucks wild card game discussing the myth of halftime adjustments. And Preston and I uh, dove into that a little bit earlier on the extra point. Uh, and Preston gave some, some really good insight that they are, in fact, correct. Yeah, it's just it's a little bit overblown, especially in the NFL when it's so short. But in college, you don't have a, a lot of time. And I, as I said last last uh, segment, I would give a shout-out to Will Muschamp. He was the first coach I saw actually practice halftime as far as telling the players where to go, what places to be, how they were going to handle it because you really need to be able to get to all those places in such a short period of time. But a majority of halftime is going to the bathroom, adjusting your pads, and eating snacks. And that's pretty much the gist of what happens at uh, any given halftime. Go-to snack for halftime. It's going to be whatever bar they had. You know, it's going to be some sort of some sort of bar. I definitely not oranges. That's that reminds me of like soccer when I was a little <laughs> little kid. Orange so, slices, yeah, orange slices or something. But that's wet, and you don't want to. Then it gets sticky. You don't want that. You don't want that on your hands because exactly it's there for hours. It's I feel a, like yeah, it's not a great. That's not a great look. So whatever bar that they had, they used to have those. Uh, no sponsor, so we're not going to give any sponsorships out. But it was generic granola bars. The crispy ones, those will always fire. Matter of fact, whenever I see those in the store, I think it's Nature Valley. I don't know if they're listening, but um, I still kind of, like, my mouth waters a little bit when I see those. They take me right back to halftimes. So um, one of the coolest things Muschamp did was on spring game, he would do, he did this a couple times. He did an all-access thing where, um, and I, I got picked for it one year, and it was literally like, do whatever you want. Just hang out. Um, so I was in there pregame and halftime. And, I mean, they had they had a spread in there that was like, 
Thanksgiving sized. <laughs> and a lot of it was, so the little, they had a bunch of the little, I, I'll give away the brand, the Honey Stinger, mm-hmm. like waffles and the little, I guess they're almost like gummy bear type things that mm-hmm. are supposed to give you energy. But food wise, um, and I've, I actually read a story about this. It's probably been 10 years now. ESPN.com talking about the NBA. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. 1,000%. The absolute perfect. Uh, and if, if you if you go to the gym, if you work out, if you exercise, it's a great, it's actually a great pre and pre or post workout snack. Um, perfect. Absolutely perfect because it has all the, all the nutrients you're going to need all in a neat little package. And so they, th- these weren't uncrustables. Like these were actual, somebody had, literally made them all but it was with those little sandwich thins basically so that they were easily um eaten very quickly i guess and and with without much mess but pb and j everywhere in there and Langston used to talk about they had uh i guess when he was coming in from from doing the sideline reporting he said they used to have a a mean beef jerky station too they had like a solid selection of, of jerky around which is another solid Solid protein session, which I would have definitely... We didn't have that when I was playing, but I would have went off on that for sure. I saw Chris make a face on Beef Jerky. Beef Jerky fan? Big time. When I can afford it. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like gold. Like, like you, I, I was going to mention another place that didn't a sponsor, but we're, God, we're handing them out left and right if anybody's <laughs> mentioned, but there, there is a place off mm-hmm. the interstate that has a big jerky selection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a big, big fan. I, I, is this a hot take? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You can see it formulating. I don't know if it's a hot take or if it's... Be careful. No, all right. Like you said, how how much does beef jerky cost, man? Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Because it's actual, what is it, like dehydrated dehydrated beef? Beef. Or whatever other animal. Guys. Could even be rabbit. That that ain't the best way to consume that beef. It's not the best. That's what I'm saying. Why am I paying paying for beef jerky... Give me a steak. No, you don't have to cook it. So you're saying it's a scam? Well, can you eat a steak while you're out hiking, like in a mountain? Like yeah. it's convenient. Yeah, you could. Of beef jerky. You could. Okay, start a fire and. But cook no, it, they're but. talking about just beef jerky. Can, whenever can I don't you eat beef jerky after you just fill the gas tank up and you're just driving. It is. I don't know. I just say it, man. It's just not my it. favorite snack. Just say it. It's not. So say it, say I'm it. not gonna pay. Say it with your chest. Beef jerky is overrated. Say it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Beef jerky is. Thank you. A hundred percent. I don't think you've found your right brand of beef jerky because no, they are all no. very different. You have to find yeah. the one that suits you. The, it's not, not there's no you like. <laughs> there's a texture thing. There, here it's a too. texture thing. It's a taste thing. It's a seasoning thing. Each beef jerky is very different. You got to find the one that fits you best. All right. So just the big. Beef jerky guy over here is uh, going in with the defense, but I I don't know I don't I don't think I can be convinced. By the way, uh, to steer it back just a little bit, Kurt Warner did respond on Twitter to Peyton Manning's assertion about mm-hmm. uh, halftimes. He said, "I find this interesting." He says, "So you all never went in at halftime or made an adjustment on the sideline mid-game to do something different." We added plays, adjusted adjusted how we would block something, pulled out plays we'd have used in the past, and talked about a different approach. Yeah, so that's that is the flip side of what I was saying is that 
I think when we say halftime adjustments, we feel like there's going to be, and adjustments is probably the perfect word, but it's not whole playbooks going in. Oftentimes it's more of a coach and a player having a conversation and a coach might, the player might say, Hey coach, when we line up in 21 personnel, they're lined up their adjustment to it. We can't run X, Y, and Z because we're out, man. And the coach say, Oh really? Okay. Let's just throw that out. And then let's not run that. Or if I call that, automatically check to this. Because sometimes coaches can be, you just have it in your mind and you're like, oh, that's not going to work. We're not doing that anymore. So, yeah, there are, adjustments is probably the right word. What what Peyton is probably thinking is, probably saying is that when we say halftime adjustments, we mean, you know, we went in there and drew up a whole new game plan and all of a sudden, that's not how it really works, but more to what Kurt Warner was saying, Mm -hmm. there are slight little tweaks, tweaks to to the game plan that probably need to be made in order for the team to either continue to be successful or because oftentimes, so Tyler, you asked about this last 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 session. Oftentimes, if you're ahead and something you're doing is working, you want to stay ahead. So you say, hey, guys, this is what's working. This is how they're playing it now. Now, next quarter, they're probably going to change to do this. And so when they do this, now we're going to switch and do this. Be prepared for that can happen. And sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's not. So you're starting to anticipate what their response yeah, is going to be. Yeah, especially if you're ahead. If what you're doing yeah. is working, you don't want to just sit there and say, well, they're just going to let us do this all day because they're not. So he's like, all right, we know this is working. We got them outflanked to the to the boundary or something like that. Next time we line up this way, they're probably going to adjust by rolling a safety down. When they do that, we're going to sneak the tight end out on the backside. There'll be something along those lines. Or, or can it, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, can it also be as simple as just reinforcing things that – we're in the game plan that you're not because like I, I know every single time like South Carolina has been a lot of times under Shane Beamer they've done really well in the second half like you hear that about them. he's their second half team he says it a lot and so every time that they play better in the second half the question the line of questioning in the press conference is always what kind of halftime adjustments did you make and a lot of times he's like really didn't do much different mm-hmm. it was just about continuing to play you know, tweaking some small things, but kind of reinforcing it. Executing so, it. Executing it. And and you're talking about uh, Muschamp earlier in halftime. Remember that video that circulated of him hitting that chalkboard? Uh-huh. There was actually a really good story the Athletic did on that a while back. It's when Muschamp was here. And Blake Gideon, who's now a coach in the industry, played for him at Texas. So Colorado was beating Texas. And he came in and drew up. They're doing this. They're running zone G. Do your job. Hit it. But basically, I mean, they didn't change anything. Colorado was running the same play on them, and the weak side linebacker kept misfitting it. And so they reinforced, weak side linebacker, do your job, <laughs> just what and I'm we'll saying. be fine. I would imagine. That's why I said I'm sure that was for emphasis. Like, we coached this, they're doing this, and you still want to do this. What's the problem? So, yeah, those are a lot of those conversations that are that are had during that time period. And you can also just say that, Sometimes it's a matter of, hey, this is what this is what beat us. This is why this beat us. We didn't get a chance to really talk about it on the sideline. Let's talk about it here. I wanted to come back to that. So there's a lot of different conversations. Again, this is amongst people having to use the restroom. Rappers are being uh, crunched around, and there's all it's it's kind of it's kind of chaotic. So I'm I'm fully admit I'm stealing this thought. This was not my initial thought. It may it may have been you, Preston, or if it's good, it was me. No, it was good. Um, somebody was talking about how even in his 
fit of rage, he drew the perfect, like, X's and O's, you know? Like, he's sitting there, ham- like, yelling, elbowing the board. And it was like, this guy has been dra- this guy's been drawing up plays in his He sleep. still drew up a perfect zone G scheme. Yes. Just, <laughs> like, the, the uh, accuracy of it. That wasn't me. Was it you? <laughs> That's great. Bro. I think somebody on Twitter may it, have said that. It was that. to scale, like <laughs> yeah. like the the where the alignment, like all the splits, everything was perfect. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, it was perfect. That's good. All right, we got to hit one more break. We'll be back to wrap up the Wednesday edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Smile. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. Back in on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour on 107.5 The Game. Tyler, Wes, Chris, and Preston along with you for a few more minutes, wrapping up your Wednesday edition. Speaking of Wednesday, since it's almost lunchtime, if I were to go to Firehouse Subs, what would be the sub of the day that I could enjoy on this Wednesday? Well, and I would argue, Tyler, that it's already lunchtime or maybe even past it based on my eating time yesterday, about 10.45, 10.50. Firehouse Subs right over there on Main Street is already open and has been since 10.30. But today, if you want to go by after the show or head over there right now, you can get the New York Steamer, which Preston tried. Preston, your review? Absolute, Absolute Flames. Okay. It was very... All that it was advertised, I, was, I enjoyed it very much. Trust Preston. So you can go get that today or any of the 14 Midlands locations of Firehouse Subs. Again, that's the sub of the day. Five ninety nine for a small, seven ninety nine for a medium. Walk in any of the stores or go to firehousesubs.com, order via the Rapid Rescue, um, or you can download the Firehouse Subs app and join their awesome rewards program. Make sure you check that out every day of the week, Sunday through Monday, the Firehouse Subs sub of the day. Hungry. Always we have been hungry. talking about we've we've mixed in food. We've shoehorned it every single segment today. That's what we do. This <laughs> is really a food. This <laughs> is not a football show. It's a food show. <laughs> That's my mark. Yes, my signature. I'll take that. Um. So, were, was there peanut butter and jelly in the locker room when you were? No, what? we we didn't have that. We just had the uh, like I said, we just had the bars, the certain energy bars or whatever mm-hmm. the case was. In um, but no, the peanut butter and jelly was not a thing. The Food and nutrition budgets have <laughs> exploded it's exponentially grown. since yeah, Preston was is grown for sure in the game. You would say, um, yeah. So I, I guess, guys, we've we've talked about halftime adjustments. We've talked about peanut butter and jelly. We've got about five minutes left here. Um, transfer portal window does officially close today. Um, Before you move forward, what does that mean? I, I that means if you're not out, you're trapped for no. So <laughs> so basically, you just have to you have to get in there. But if you are already in the portal looking for a new home, you can still be um, finding that new home basically. And then after spring, so basically, if if you're at a school right now, if you have not entered the transfer portal, that means that if you're a fan. That player that hasn't entered the portal is going to be on your team, at least for spring practice, for the most part. Now we do we saw in the, we saw even in the fall, guys like announcing their intention to enter the portal. So even though the portal wasn't, you couldn't even enter the portal. And I think there were even some schools who entered guys in the portal, and the NCAA was like, "No, you can't, 
that that's not a thing right now. But for the most part, your roster sort of solidifies for a little while. And uh, guys, frankly, need to find homes pretty soon if they're going to go through spring practice, um, you know, anywhere. And then uh, it'll reopen, and then you'll try to get guys leading into the fall. Again, I, I bring it up all the time. South Carolina's last scholarship edition last year ended up being one of their better players, I think, in Nate Atkins. So you can still add guys that have a chance to make an impact after spring. Some updated data, by the way, on the transfer portal for the 2023 cycle, according to On3's transfer portal wire. Really cool tool if you go check that out at On3.com. Uh, 1,820 transfer portal entries in total for the 2023 class and 914 have committed somewhere, so that's right around 50%. Just a little over 2% have withdrawn. So, again, like Wes said, they don't have to exit the portal. They can hang out there for a little while, see what's going on, but they do have to enter it by today. And as of right now, 50% still in there with no, uh, no commitment made, no signing made, no enrollment. Interesting numbers. What do you think our portal count is for this show as far as the number of times we said the word portal? Goodness. I have no good experiences with that word. Every time somebody says portal, it's always some stupid HR thing or transfer. It's never, uh, I've never had a great experience. I've never gotten something good from the portal. Yeah, fill out your your benefits request in the portal. It's always that. It's always something silly. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, starting tomorrow, I'll keep a running count of the number of times portal is mentioned. Oof. Okay, keep a like a daily and weekly a count. Very popular we, do. Word. we need to do an over under um, bet on that. I think. <laughs> Are we out of time, Tyler? Or? Uh I mean, pretty much. <laughs> um, we, we've we've hit all the high notes: beef jerky, peanut butter. Uh, over under on saying the word portal. Great show. Tomorrow, I want to talk a bit about uh, the final rankings for the 2023 class. So, uh, Lenore Sellers moving up into the top 100 in the country on the on three rankings. A couple of guys, by the way, who weren't that highly regarded at one point end up being South Carolina's two highest rated guys in the on three rankings. So, I want to dive into that tomorrow. That'll be the tease going to tomorrow, Thursday edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, same time. Same place. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tyler, Wes, Chris, and Preston. And we'll see you tomorrow, 107.5 The Game. We're all juggling life, a career, and trying to build a little bit of wealth. The Brown Ambition Podcast with host Mandy and Tiffany the Budget Nista can help. It's time for the B-A-Q-A-A. The B-A-Q-A. What you say? The B-A-A. Brown Ambition question answers. You have questions. We have some answers. We are not your therapists. Nope. That's your financial advisor, your attorney, but we are two smart brown girls when it comes to money, career, business, brown ambition. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.